0: Back at the Windy City Bulletin Board for another episode. Just finished the first half of the season. for the 26 and 29 in the ninth seed. Similar place that they were at the end of last year. Jay, how do you feel about the Bulls' first half? Do they meet expectations? Exceed them? How do you feel about the team
1: overall? Uh, as far as expectations, figure we we're right about where I thought we would be, fighting for a play-in spot. Especially with uh, Zach Levine going down, uh, I thought it would be with us in the, beginning, in the beginning of the season. And I think we have any of the issues that we're facing with them. But once you know that stuff started to pop up, uh, I think they kind of solidified us being a, a, a play-in team right there. Um, so as far as expectations, um, my own expectations for the team, I, I would say some have uh, some have been exceeded. Uh, Kobe White showing who he is um, with this time, and with Levine being out and him having a more prominent role, uh, I think he's he's done well with the uh, in this role that he's in. So I would say he's he's. Him personally has exceeded the expectations that I had for him this season. Um, Rest of the team, everybody else, um, I would say they're going about taking care of business, which is playing spot for us, but, you know.
0: Yeah, I actually think despite them being sub 500, I think they've actually exceeded expectations because beginning of the season, I I thought this team was going to be, at this point, I thought they would have been selling assets I figured this would be. What did they start? Two and eight. Um,
1: yeah, I think it was two and eight. I'm not sure. I, I figured think. they'd be
0: well under five hundred, so they've actually been a mild, mild surprise, uh, mild surprise to me at this point. Uh, speaking of surprises, are there any surprises you think with this team? I mean, obviously Kobe White, but uh, other than Kobe White, do you see any surprises or disappointments with this team through this first half?
1: Um I'll say what I've been looking forward to is uh Patrick Williams. Um in the beginning of the season he he was trending towards exceeding expectations, uh being a surprise player. Uh but he kind of tapered off. Uh he will have like spurts here and there, but it hasn't been consistent, but it's been enough where it, it's shown promise. I know his role has been, uh, his role has also been kind of inconsistent as well. Uh, you know, with Caruso moving into that starting spot, you know, uh, reducing his role as well. Ayo um, sumo recently, his recent play has picked up. Uh, I think I'm surprised to see him uh, become the player that he's become so far. Well, this far in the season, I think he would have the role that he has now, uh, especially with the rotational guys in front of him, but, you know, he's worked his way uh, into a starting spot for us now. So, you know, I want to see how he continues in that role. Uh, But other than that, I'll say, yeah, uh, Patrick Williams, Ayo DeSumo, uh, pleasant surprises in in some of the consistency and work they've shown so so far.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Kobe White is probably the obvious – Pleasant surprise of the first half. But um aside from him, Ayo the last the last month but, since, yeah. he's been, since he's been the starting lineup. He's put up some impressive numbers. I don't have the numbers right off right hand, but I think the uh last year I was seeing he was averaging 17 since he was inserted into the start starting lineup. Like that um, it's a shooting from beyond the arc, which is surprised me. He's been shooting really well behind.
1: I would say that 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 has been surprising, but I would say the biggest surprise to me is, is has been his effort on the defensive end. Um, I think he's picked it up there, being you know one of our better perimeter defenders at times. Um, not quite the defender that Caruso is, but you know having him out there, he he has shown a lot a, a lot better effort than we've seen in the past from. him. With Pat
0: Williams fully healthy and back on the court, do you expect him to be reinserted back into the starting lineup?
1: Um, I, man, that that that's tough. I, I I don't think so. Um, I think they're gonna ride with A O for a while and see what happens with that. I, I don't see Patrick Williams coming back and immediately getting back in the starting lineup. Maybe being a leading player for the bench unit. Maybe he'll fit better in that role, but the starting lineup, I don't think so.
0: Where does that leave Patrick Williams heading into free agency? Does that. Do you think he's still part of the Bulls' future plan? He can't get back to the starting lineup.
1: Man, I, that's tough. Um, well, would Levine uh, headed out the door. I think, I think we may hold on to Patrick Williams, just to see. Uh, you know, because more playing time and more opportunity is going to be there for him and for our younger guys. I think once we get get uh, once we get Levine dealt that'll start the that'll fully restart the rebuilding process because I think from there we'll find a way to move on from uh, Demar and possibly Vucevic if not both and then once those once you know uh two out of three of those guys are gone if not all three that's going to open up a lot of opportunity and playing time for the other guys and you know with those opportunities to develop um we may see a different side of them. Uh, Like Kobe White, him being inserted into the starting lineup, like he's taking full advantage of it. Uh, Patrick Williams, you know, he probably was still fighting for that position and role that he had. Um, And I think as of now that he doesn't have a solidified, uh, you know, piece in the solidified starting spot, maybe coming off the bench, you know, that may affect with his psyche a little bit Uh, because he has shown flashes of being aggressive. And then, you know, games where he's not taking any shots. Um, I think once we get a consistent role for him and those opportunities open up and he knows what he's going to be doing every night, I think we may see a different side of him. Yeah. past only 22. I think Kobe is
0: 23, 24. And you see Kobe really took another leap. This is Kobe's fifth year.
1: Yep. Fifth year, 24 years.
0: So it was not out of the realm of expectations. If DeMar, they move on from DeMar it's a fridge at the end of the year and start adding to the more natural small forward position, we could see a similar type leap uh, out of Pat that we've seen out of Kobe. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of my fears, that the Bulls spend all this time developing these players or – going through the growing pains, I should say, of these players. And then you see them excel elsewhere, like we saw Lloyd marketing or Bobby yeah. Portis to a degree. So it was in a tough situation. Uh, so we're at the All-Star break, and trade deadline is passed. The Bulls, again, for the third straight year, decide to sit pat. no pun intended. Um, so NBA sources said that the Bulls were offered three second-round picks to deal Andre Drummond to the Sixers, and they declined, or actually accepted and then backed out. How do you feel about that? Do you think that was a good move by AK, or do you have any insight into why they would not pull the trigger on a deal for a 30-year-old veteran who
1: is a pending free agent? Um, let, let, let's go back a little bit as far as the Bulls sitting pat, not doing anything. Um, I, I think we were trying to get Levine dealt, but you know, oh, this, yeah, and you know, this foot okay, injury go part of Detroit, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I don't
0: um, blame him, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> See,
1: Okay, and then okay, and, and then after after that, who, who else could we have moved? Demar, I mean that that that's another piece. But who's trying to trade for a shooting guard who's going to command control of the ball like that? Well, actually, he hasn't played shooting guard for a while. Uh, Demar Derozan, yeah. He, yeah, he's a power forward now. Uh yeah. what, what team is trying to trade for a guy that's going to control the? Uh, you know the mid range that that area of the court when they got other guys that that they're trying to develop or other number one guys like he he's, yeah. I don't think he's a yeah not unless you know somebody's gonna bring him on to uh, lead the second unit and I don't think that's a role that he even wants to be in um, so you know it, who we gotta find a trading partner for him and any of the top teams that are contending I don't see them trading for maybe Milwaukee it could definitely possibly use him. But, you know, they need more of the defensive effort from And I don't think if he – I don't think he's up for that at this point. Um, Any, and you know, up-and-coming team, I, I don't think they're going to be able – I don't think they would want to add him. Uh, outside of DeMar, maybe Vucevic, we could have dealt him. Uh, possibly I definitely feel like somebody
0: could have – you can always use sides, yeah, I feel like there could have been a mark for Vucevic if they want him, yeah. if they push for dealing him.
1: Yeah, I think if they would have pushed pushed a little bit more for him to get traded, I think teams would have been open to it. Like maybe he would have been a better fit in Golden State right now. Um, now on to uh, before we even get to drum Caruso, like do we really want to trade Caruso? Like he could be a valuable piece here. He's won a championship. He knows what it takes. Great defender. Uh, great plus guy to have on the court as well. Like ultimate glue guy, so why would we want to move on from him when he could be a valuable piece to help build this team? Definitely um, a mentor in the locker room. Yeah. Definitely um, Drummond. Three seconds. <laughs> the people just need to get over Drummond. Man. He's not the answer as far as like starting next to Vucevic. The, the people want to see something different. I want to see something effective. The way that the NBA is, is is constructed now, the way teams are running their offenses. That's not an effective lineup to have out there for for a long period of time. Um, as far as Dillingham, him, what are we going to do with three second round picks? Uh, people think we're going to find a a, a a Jokic, a, uh, a, a Draymond Green, like in every second round pick is, is those guys, but some of them just you know they're not getting the opportunities. Um. I, like that, and that's a long shot to find that type of talent in, in the in the second round. Once like a decade, it's yeah. once a decade, literally, <laughs> that you find a guy in the second round
0: who can be a core piece of your of your team moving forward. Yeah, that's,
1: that's
0: what it is. It's about once a decade.
1: Um, and, and like three second round picks, I, I'm not mad at them for not pulling the trigger. Like it, it's not. It's not like we were getting super valuable assets back. Like people move second round picks. Like whatever. Don't nobody really take no second round picks as being a valuable asset. So it, to me, it, it was. It, it was a non move. I don't know. Maybe if anybody's upset about anything, maybe not getting a deal done for Vucevic. I think.
0: I think the Bulls are right now satisfied with just contending for a playoff spot and being locked into the play-in. So, unfortunately, I don't think the organization has a clear-cut plan to either tank or to, you know, go for it all. Right now, they they, they just seem to be stuck in this NBA wasteland because, as you, as you said, the Vucevic probably would have – I mean, he's, he's a guy that's 6'10". Every NBA, all competitors can use size. Size is a valuable commodity. Yeah, it always has been, especially a uh, size that can score and rebound. And Vucevic can do both. Um, and that's really telling that the Bulls didn't even, it they, they weren't even putting him out there on a the trade block because he probably would have fetched maybe the most assets. I think that's very telling. I think the Bulls are just satisfied to play out this string and.
1: Good bodies in the in the stands. Yeah, I think yeah. uh for sure that we're definitely moving into a another rebuilding period. Um let me take a look at this. And that that's gonna be hard because I see we do have a first round pick this year, but the way they that they're yeah
0: they
1: have their own, right? Okay. We have our own, but like you said, we're in this wasteland, the, the worst possible position to be in where we're not a fully tanking team. We're not fully a playoff team. So that's going to be a, uh, you know, like a mid or late Brown uh, first round pick that we have not. Uh, it should be a lottery pick, but a late lottery pick. And then we do have a, a another first round pick uh, from Portland that we own, but it's protected uh, first through the 14th. So uh, would of course, when you draft, I would say that when you draft these first round, uh, first round guys, um, you do want them to be able to play their way into a starting position. So, you know, with that being said, with us having those two first round picks, um, if it do fall outside the fourteen, uh, outside the fourteenth pick, I, I think the plan would be to get those guys in the lineup and you know get them playing so they can get some experience. Like Dalen Terry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, actually
0: thought, I actually thought before the ankle injury, he was starting to turn a corner too. I actually think I, I I know I know Steve Red Nation is probably not happy with the direction of the team. It looks pretty bleak. But I actually think maybe the one bright spot in this season is a lot of the young guys have shown a little bit of promise and have turned turn the corner a little bit. I know with, with Dale and Terry and Pat Williams, it's probably not reflected as much in the stats because they've been so inconsistent as has been their men in their role. But if you looked at Pat Williams, he's been more assertive on the offensive end this year. Uh Dale and Terry had an ankle injury. He was looking like he his feel for the game, his understanding of the game was improving. Um, he was starting to do some of the things that uh, AK drafted, I, I thought he was getting out in transition well. He was showing that as a defender, uh, shooting it improved a little bit. I, I actually saw the traits that attracted them to draft I'm not saying that as of now he's proven to be worth his, his picks.
1: Dalen was picked like 16, 17. Uh, in the middle of the he was the 18th pick.
0: Okay, I don't know who was direct who was picked after him. But eighteen is, is you know, when you pick guy number eighteen, he's gotta he's gotta be part of the rotation, making an impact. If not a starter, at least in that first eight, making an impact for the team and up until recently, Dalen Terry wasn't even getting off the bench. So I think, you know, you've seen Kobe White take a big step forward, you've seen you've seen Pat get more assertive and you have seen Dalen Terry before he went out with injury too. So you saw him starting to to play and, and develop a little bit. So I think that is one bright spot yeah. for the Bulls moving forward. Uh speaking of moving forward, as of now the Bulls, as we discussed, they're the nice team. They would be in the plan right now. They are four and a half back of the Pacers for the final official playoff spot, the 16. And they're four and a half ahead of Brooklyn. Do you foresee the Bulls either catching the Pacers? Or being caught by the Brooklyn Nets? Um. Or better yet, which is more likely to happen? If you had if one were to happen, which one is more likely? The Bulls catch the Pacers or get caught by the Net?
1: I'd rather the Bulls catch the Pacers. Uh if possible. But do you think that's more likely? I think yeah, I think that's more likely to happen, especially with Halliburton. Uh <laughs> this goes back to the uh to the games limit, which I think is just completely redundant limit. Uh but this definitely goes uh to that. Uh Tyler Bur- Hall- Halliburton is still injured and he's only playing so that he can meet the, meet this game limit so that he can which get could be the more injuries. What'd you say? which could lead to more injuries. Exactly, which could lead to more injuries. But, you know, uh, everybody complains about load management and players not playing. I always try to fight back against that because I definitely see that as a false narrative that's just been put out here and propagated. It, it's not true. These players are not just sitting out uh, wrestling games because they want to. You know, they have to get the okay to do some of this stuff. Uh, and most of the time, these guys are legit injured they can't put that much load on the injury for risk of re-injuring it but Halliburton you know we didn't put this narrative out there and so these players want to fight against that also they want to get these bonuses so they're going to risk they're going to risk playing injured so that that begs the question do for load management were we mad that we weren't seeing players play and we want to see them play at a hundred percent, or are we happy with seeing players play limited minutes at 70%? Is that truly what fans want to see? Like if low management is helping these guys get up to a hundred percent and give the best effort and performance out there, then why not? Who wants to see these players playing? Uh, hampered injured, barely can move. James Harden was another one uh, in the playoffs for Brooklyn. Um, obviously out there hampered, but you know, we put this narrative out here we see what happened. I I think it's definitely going to lead to more injuries um, and a lot of unfavorable uh, outcomes as far as like end of season awards. As a fan of the game and as a guy who buys tickets, I definitely want to see
0: the best product out there on a nightly basis. You know, when you go to buy tickets, nothing more disappointing than you going out there to see a big star and sit So, I get it from a fan perspective, but as a Bulls fan, if we had managed the careers of Joe King, Noah, and Derrick Rose better, we would have been in a lot better situation as a franchise. Those, those, Derrick, that Derrick Rose knee injury, as we know, he was inserted back into a game with a minute left up by 10. He had dealt with injuries that entire season. That was my fear actually going into that playoffs. Um, You know, as a former athlete, you know, when you have back injuries, ankle injuries, hamstring injuries heat, that he has with all year, it leaves you imbalanced. So it leaves yeah. you vulnerable to more injuries. So as a fan, I I, I do, I have to admit, I, when I go to games, I want to see the best players. But the logic side, I don't want to see a player lost for an extended amount of time just for a marquee game or for an outer. Because this franchise would probably be in a whole different, whole different place right now, if they could maximize the careers of Derrick Rose and Joe Team Noah.
1: For sure, and I don't think it's a coincidence that um, a lot of these guys that people are uh, accusing of load management, they're suffering from some of the same stuff. Uh, Need tendinopathy. Um, what people aren't realizing of uh, athletes today, instead of back in the day, these guys have a lot more basketball mouths on their bodies uh, than athletes.
0: These them. guys are, are bigger. You 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 can build muscle on your body, but tendons and and, and joints, yeah. you know, yeah. those are those are hardest to strengthen. Now we're we're getting more into sports science now, so we're understanding how to strengthen these tendons. But uh, once you wear down those tendons and cartilage. You're susceptible.
1: Those are the hardest things to rebuild. For sure. Um, And and what's crazy, I think we're actually seeing the benefits uh, of low management uh, from Kawhi Leonard. This man's having another career year. MVP type year, quietly. And uh, what? I think he's missed what, like two games this year? Yeah. Uh, it's like such a low number, uh, but again, people, I, I guess, in the past, he didn't want it bad enough. Uh, he didn't have that drive, he didn't have that dog in him. That's why he had the low manage. But I guess all of a sudden, this year, he's developed that dog. He he, he has that dog in him now. He has that, uh, he, he wants it bad enough now that that's why he's playing. It, it, I guess that's the story we'll go with. Well, I think. We
0: have to notice LeBron is 39 and still playing at an extremely high level. I think Curry and Durant are 35. So maybe this new era of maybe not going out there playing on, playing through injury what has its benefit. This? You're going to see, hopefully, you're going to see stars playing until their late 30s. I know growing up as a kid, you start to see guys going downhill at 32, 33. Yeah, um, you know, and, and Elijah were shells of themselves by the time they were 34, 35, completely shelled. Barkley. I mean, he was still a little productive, but he wasn't the same player. <laughs> the guy wasn't jumping and dunking. People forget Barkley was a very athletic guy early in his career, early in his uh, sixer days. You know, I say by the time in, in the end of his son's day, he was strictly a you know, post player, not the same type of explosive athlete. So. I, I, I do have to agree with your your, your point that um, uh, maybe managing is a better alternative than burning these
1: guys out. For sure, and that does. And a lot of things people don't think about are the playoff games these guys are going. They're playing By a lot of the guys that you just mentioned. They have deep playoff runs, damn near every season. So they're not getting the same off season. Um that everybody else is getting. They're not getting the same downtime. Um so if you consistently making those deep playoff runs, you that's a lot of that's one thing that people aren't factoring in into yeah. as far as like these uh these basketball miles. Yeah, a guy like LeBron has missed
0: the he's played 20 years. What's what's he missed the playoffs about three times?
1: Uh I think it was like three or four times the yeah. first. First run in uh, he wins the eight
0: straight Eastern Conference finals. You look at a guy that's playing not eighty-two games a year, but he's involved in a hundred games per year. Yeah. So yeah. Kevin Durant, um, uh Steph, a lot
1: of these guys. Down, yeah. Clay. Clay, yeah, yeah. Um
0: so looking forward to the second half of uh this bull season. What are your
1: expectations? Where do you see this team finishing? Um, I actually want to see this team just play through it. Uh, I don't want to see them tanking. Uh, since we're trying to develop these young guys, don't even give them that mindset. Uh, it's okay to lose. Let them go out there, uh, play these games to win. I want these guys to perform, leave it all out there. Um, you know, I, I'd much rather us have a higher draft position, but as far as like developing and building these guys up, we need to go out there and try to win as many games as possible. Definitely. Any predictions for the second half? Bulls, they've been picking it up, and I like the improved play that we're seeing from Kobe. Um, I think he's starting to taper off just a tad bit, uh, but I think we're going to still see some excellent performances from him. Uh, I want I, I feel like we're going to finish the second half of the season, uh, 500, just about 40 wins.
0: I would like to go out on the limb and say they're going to get into that playoff spot, but uh, I think they could if, if 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 that play-in happened today, they would be playing Atlanta, and I think they can handle Atlanta. Magic gives them some problems though, and I think it's due to the length. So, I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with you that they finish around 500. I think they fall just sort of the playoffs. I think they I think they can beat Atlanta, and 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 the uh play-in. I think they end up losing to the Magic or the Heat. The folks are just he seems to own us in, in do or die situation. Yeah, that's my prediction about a similar finish to last year. Yeah, I, I with like a positive it. thing because the young guys are developing. Yeah,
1: what I'm saying. What you say?
0: Oh, with a positive note, because the young guys are developing and playing.
1: Yeah, if we can. Uh, I said we can replicate what they have in Orlando right now. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be in a good position. Um, that I think their whole starting five is like full of young guys and developed uh, guys, guys that are in development. And, young guys are left too. Yeah, the, the Markel folks, uh, Jalen Suggs, uh, Paulo, Franz, uh, they, they they got something nice going on over there. And If we can continue to develop our young core, um, it, you know, hopefully we can see similar successes they're seeing right now. Franz is the guy that the Magic acquired with
0: one of the drive picks. <laughs> we Exchanged with them for Vucevic, correct? Yeah. And we gave them Wendell Carter too. Looking back at that trade, do you think that was a a, a win for the Bulls, a loss, or?
1: Well, of course, not last
0: notable trade.
1: Yeah, in, in hindsight, it was definitely a loss. Uh We could have definitely, I don't know, we probably should have held on to Wendell and then used that uh, and held on to Laurie and. Just made so many bad moves. Um, but I, I would say, in hindsight, it was definitely a loss. But at that point in time, I felt that that was a good trade for us. Um, if we would have been able to keep that core together and healthy, I uh, think we would have definitely went far. But unfortunately, that, you know, the Lakers traded us. Uh, Damage goods. Uh, I think everybody, I think a lot of people knew about this ball knee injury. Um, I was hoping we were going to make it through an episode.
0: <laughs> 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 <on Lonzo Ball. laughs>
1: I was trying. But, oh, man. Yeah. I mean,
0: but, that, 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 uh, I don't want to keep harping on Lonzo Ball, but that definitely changed the trajectory of yeah. every move we made because with Lonzo Ball, you're not lamenting the loss of those picks. I think this team is. In a different space, and Vucevic is used differently. I long the ball to set the table for everybody so well. Uh,
1: that long the ball off,
0: it, 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 it changed the way the whole the, the, the dynamic of the entire team.
1: Yeah, that, that basically made every move after that just look like a bad move. We saw guys trying to do too much, not being effective, so it just i turned an iso yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, they lost their most versatile defender. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, <laughs> hopefully, we can get back on the right track. But we, we, I, I do feel like moves need to be made. But what assets do we have? Like nobody. I don't think we have any assets that will bring something valuable back in return.
0: I agree. I know everybody wanted to see a move made at the trade deadline, but once Levine decided to take his ball and go home, that he wasn't going to Detroit, <laughs> there was there was no move to be made. So
1: I, I, I don't ever feel like any team does good business with the Bulls as far as trades. I don't. We, I don't think we've ever traded for a big name guy, um, like in the, I I don't want to say effective. Uh, I don't know, like to bring Boozer on as our second option, with like a six eight six nine face-up power forward. In all Does fairness, it? I was excited
0: back then. I didn't realize the tire Boozer effect. I was just happy that we got somebody who we perceived as a big name, big face in NBA circles. I mean, I I, I don't know the Bulls trade and free agent acquisitions never seem to pan out the way. I don't know if we, if we had a free agent, a big free agent or big trade that panned out the way we wanted to pan out this century. I'm going back to <laughs> uh, the the trade for the baby Twin Towers, baby Twin Towers. And, and, and Chandler and Curry. Where we, we dealt Elton Brand on draft night. Um, signing Ben Wallace, you know, that seemed like a good thing at first that fizzle I'm trying to think the tyrus thomas trade i don't think we, maybe we should just stop dealing maybe fans should stop yeah. that we didn't trade maybe they need to be
1: happy we did not make a trade because we just trade need to know it looks like we do better when we just draft our guys and develop them and just drop our guys yeah and, and, and in recent past that has actually shown to been true because we could have definitely held on to win definitely held on to lorry and just develop those guys. Just get through the growing pains with those guys. And, like, and we look back, I think that's the culture of the Bulls. Just get young guys, develop them, but keep them. them Hold out. on. Like, we, we've shown success with that in the past. Derrick Rose, Mike Jordan, Pippen. Like, just keep doing the same thing. Like, why? Joe Kim Noah. Like, all the guys that we usually drive, we they, they turn into something. Stop trading
0: them. Tyson Chandler became the team called the, uh, the the Mavericks uh championship team won a defense player of the year in New York.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like we draft well but we give up on these guys. Who the really the,
0: the Bulls well. the Bulls fans in front of the office do not exercise patience. What yeah. was the Bobby Porter's trade? That was for Otto Porter.
1: Yeah, Otto Porter.
0: We- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I, th- I think we need to exercise patience.
1: And, and we always trade our young guys for an aging veteran to come into, like,
0: or somebody breaking down.
1: Yeah, man. Like, what are we doing? Run our
0: tests for Jalen Rose. Uh, uh, Jalen Rose, for our tests. Yeah. And Jalen was up out of there in about a year and a half. Yeah, and we see I don't that. remember what we moved Jamal Crawford for. I can't even recall what they moved Jamal Crawford for.
1: But yeah.
0: it, it didn't pan out. Or yeah. he might have been part of the kirk Heinrich trade. But no, no. I think he was traded to make room for kirk Heinrich. I think him and Heinrich actually played on the same team. I believe so. They played together. Yeah. Okay. Jamal Crawford was moved so
1: that Heinrich can get more time. I, I don't know, man. The boys. But it, it seemed like New regime, same thing.